0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
2: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Our only via Apple participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see at mcdonalds.com.
3: Uh, latest edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. It really is the uh, start of a new era under manager uh, Nigel Pearson. I'm sure he might want to claim credit for the win at uh, S Park. No, it's a Riverside, isn't it, now? Uh, because City have done it again for only, uh, well, last time they did it, two three-goal two, three-goal wins back-to-back, was back in October 2014. So uh, we're back amongst the goals. Joining me tonight are uh, Mark, uh, Ian and Les, and anybody else who wants to maybe try and dial in. We'll fit you in if we can. Leave any messages as well. We'll try and reply to those. Um, Yeah, the first uh, proper game under the tutelage of uh, Mr Pearson. I'll come to each of you guys in turn. uh, Sum up the game in... uh, Less than 15 seconds. I'll start with you first, Les. Uh,
0: big managers make big Very decisions. Good. He cha- he changed it at half-time and that's what good people do. And it made all the difference.
3: Ian, 15 seconds If you to manage that.
4: <laughs> I, I think it, it was a game of two hours. We could have been easily been three or even four down at half-time. The left-hand side of the defence... Was all over the place, and we were awful as an attacking unit. Second half, we went four four two or four three three. It's difficult to see when you're not there, and we put some pressure on their defence. After the commentator said, "God, their defend their defenders our central defenders are really comfortable on the ball." Well, you would be if no one's within twenty meters of you. Yeah. I'd be really comfortable on the ball. So yeah, I, I, yeah he made positive changes. Unlucky with the penalty and good old Keith Stroud because he's been in charge of four games this season and we won all of them.
3: Well, we by and large you all think Keith Stroud is a right, but there we go. (laughs) Uh, Mark, your your, uh, summary in uh, 15 seconds, just uh, sum up the game before we get into the detail.
1: A coupon buster of result. Swansea had only conceded six at home all season. City scored three in the last 24 minutes. But let's not kid ourselves. Swansea could have been out of sight by half time if it hadn't been for some great saves by Dan Bentley. But a change yeah. of formation and determination saw City score three and two wins out uh, of two after seven defeats.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Somebody's just logged in here. I said I've just logged in and first thing is <laughs> I hear Ian, we were awful as an attacking unit. In fairness, <laughs> uh somebody, Osh J Newport, uh yeah, he yeah, well, we'll come on to that in uh, in a minute. Okay, look, let's look at the lineup. I'll come to you first, uh Ian. I mean the manager, what a cool uh, I saw his pre-match interview. He well and truly uh, has got a totally different demeanour about him to uh, poor old Dean and, and Dean's predecessor. But uh, he said that the players had deserved to start those who finished uh, at uh, at the Riverside in the week. Ian, your thoughts on the lineup?
0: I,
4: I don't think, in fairness, Dave, he could have done much else, uh, no. apart from what he did at half-time, which was um, make or just before half-time, he made one change, uh, which was, he could have changed either wing-back pre- prior to the game and brought uh, Cesigno in, I thought had a really good second half. Yeah. Um And the the comment about the attacking unit, just for our friend who came in a bit late, uh, was I was talking about the first half. And the first half, yeah. we never had a shot. We never had a shot on target. And we were absolutely dreadful. So, right. So, let's get that out of the way. Yeah. The... Um, the the lineup we've got one uh, one eight available. Well, actually, we've got twenty available players, but nine of those have never started a championship game. So we've now yeah. got twenty out of our expanded squad of forty. Yeah. Unavailable. Eighteen injured. Two out on loan. So what? What else can yeah. you do? You couldn't say what, what I else can Bring in. Chris Martin and Andy Weidman up front. He, not what there. else could he do? And Is but fair there. play to him. No, yeah. but fair play to him, he made the changes at half time mm. and he got an extra, I'd say twenty percent out of some players. I gotta be honest. I mean, Naki Wells to name but one.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Les, I mean, it's a testimony to at last the efforts of the uh, academy that the average age of the bench was, uh, somebody says, 19.8, and that was with two 24-year-olds, and I'm not quite sure who, how old Sessignon is, but uh, there was, uh, and Dave Fev's put up on Twitter on an note of a picture of the bench, and it was a maternity ward, but uh, the, the academy at last, Les, is starting to produce uh, prospects, isn't it? Yeah?
0: Uh, I think we need to be a bit realistic. He hasn't actually got any choice, unless he goes in with no. three or four uh, subs, which he's not going to do. He's going to have to pick some young guys. He's not going to just pick some random Joe off the street, is he? So he's going to have to look at the um, the best young group of players uh, in the U setup up and put them in the squad. Are they ready to play for us? Um, I very much doubt it. I think a lot of them, from what I've heard, are probably looking at loans when we get our squad back back and fit yeah. to conference level, League Two level. Um, but in terms of the starting line-up, I, I, like Ian said, he hasn't really got much choice. I mentioned... Um, after the Sheffield United game with Towler that um, just because you have one good game and you're that young, sometimes you need to be taken out of the firing line. Mm. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised that he started today, just because yeah. you want to get them in and out, just to
3: particularly just when he had you on available, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but then yeah, I suppose I you can yeah. bring on the more experienced player, even though he's not that experienced. Bring on the more experienced player if you need to.
0: No, well you do. Yeah, 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 you do. But like Ian said, Pearson saw the problem. He saw that Taylor wasn't having a good half. He saw that he could be getting sent off at any minute, and he made the change before, before half time. You don't see that very often. That's what good managers do. Yeah,
3: yeah, and other than a couple of rash tackles though, which got, got him the yellow cards, I thought he did. I thought he did okay, and maybe not great coming off with like ninety seconds to go before the break. But as you rightly say, the uh, the correct uh, decision. Mark, I mean, let's look at the the start to look at the detail of the game. I mean, you know, the first two minutes of the match, probably longer, they were camped in our half, and after 15 minutes, I looked at the. Uh, possession stats on the BBC website, and it was 82-18. I mean, Swansea have always had, even if you go back 10, 15 years when they had a really good team, they certainly know how to play a good standard of possession football, don't they? But they didn't really threaten to begin with, did they?
1: No, I mean they've they've changed the, the coach several times, but kept kept the, the same structure, and they've 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 stuck to their football in, uh, roots, which is great. You know, it's good it's good for the club and it's good for the fans, but no, they didn't really threaten, but they, they stuck. The problem is, Taylor's inexperienced, and he wasn't really helped by by Calas. Uh, and Ian will back me up on that. You know, we were really exposed down that right hand side, and in that five, if you get behind the wing backs, and it was so too far easier for them, for, very easy for them to do. Dander was behind the front two, and they were just able to work the ball between Towder and and Callas very easily, time after time. Free kick, free kick. Conor Roberts doing his uh, doing his double, double triple Solco with Pike every time he got touched by one of our players, wasn't him as well. Uh, winning free kicks, and it looked like it was just a matter of time and, until yeah. they scored. Well, let's come on but, to Lesnar uh, a little uh, bit yeah.
3: more of the action in the first half. I mean, they seemed as though they stepped up uh, a gear. 40, 20, 40 minutes, AU uh, set up something for Jamal Lowe. Dander had a shot, block 25 minutes, Hohen took uh, Bent's full stretch. Half an hour gone, and it was 75-25 on the possession. And City, I think, as uh, loud Lisa said on here, first half mirrored the Norwich away game men against boys 39 minutes hunt saving tackle put the ball over for a corner then it didn't go over the line from that resulting kick mariappa cleared and then bentley did a worldie and then hurahan had a free kick blocked uh, again uh, i think that was blocked rather than saves but uh, that was a critical part of the game wasn't it les when city weathered that pressure and didn't buckle
0: well, I mean, if you're playing poorly and you're getting overrun, you need to have a little bit of luck. And once, when it's nil-nil at half-time, you are going in thinking, well, are Swans are going to be able to maintain that same, that same level of dominance and momentum? Because if you look at Swansea's record, they don't score a lot of goals. No. Um, so, from our perspective, it's, it's just about staying in the game. And if you can get in at half-time at nil-nil, yes, we had a bit of luck and some great defending or great saves, then you're well in the game. And... Um, what impressed me the most, actually, was actually, was once we actually conceded and the response to that. Um, but when... you know, A team could dominate, but you need to put the ball in the net. You don't put the ball in the net. The other team... are oh, still. It's not how long
3: you've got a ball, it's what you do with it. And Leicester City, great exponents of that. And I don't know whether that extended back as far as when uh, he took over. Um, Ian, second half. Um, we had a chance right at the start of it. A Wells breakaway after... Uh, when he got a corner, Nagy... Good, another good performance from Naj, Backinson uh, over the top. But, um, you know, the inevitable goal came and it was our friend, Mr. Uh, Stroud, giving the penalty against Casey Palmer. Needless handball or just body position all wrong. How did you see the penalty? Definite? Harsh? Your thoughts, Ian, on that?
4: I thought it was a little bit little bit similar in terms of application to the O'Dowd penalty at Barnsley where he gave the referee a decision to make. And yes. um, he could have easily let the ball go. He didn't yeah. need to stop it. He, he didn't need to head it. He didn't need to do it. Just let it go. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he got his body in awkward position. His arm was out. Uh, was it deliberate handball? I don't know. Does, is it, does it actually have to be deliberate handball these days? Because I'm I'm I watch a lot of football. And I really i am not 100% sure. So, if somebody had done that against us and we had a penalty, we wouldn't be on here saying, well, no, no, that was, uh, we shouldn't have had that penalty. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, he's given Stroud a decision to make and he's made the decision. There was a couple of decisions against us earlier on that could, could have gone against us. I mean, let's be honest, he could have sent Taylor off for a second yellow. And yeah. He didn't do that. And that's why Pearson hooked him out of there. And I, I yeah. yeah, and I disagree that Taylor had a decent game. I thought he had a terrible game, if you want the truth. He's a young kid. He's playing out of position. He is left-sided, yeah. and he's got a load to learn. But it, at least he's competing until we've got the likes of Rowe, De Silva, Nurse, Spring back in the team. And I, and I I certainly don't think we're going to see some of those this season. We're only, there's nine weeks of the season now.
3: Yeah. No. It's, um, anyway, so you'd have thought, based on the last couple of games, or in fact the last five months, that going one 0 down to a side that are very hard to beat on their own uh, ground, that we would have uh, wilted, but we didn't. And uh, Mark, the equalising goal on uh, 65 minutes, uh, it was a, it was as good as the three any of the three goals that we scored, wasn't it? Take us through that uh, that first goal.
1: Well, Viner is, is bursting up on uh, through on the right. Up on, he, he's, he's charging uh, Gahey down on the right-hand side. Who doesn't didn't manage to get the ball away. He turns the ball over and plays it. I th- he, think he plays it into the path of Backinson, uh, but it runs across Backinson to Wells, and he just buries it in the bottom right-hand corner. But a great rob by Viner. And, you know, showing that sort of determination. I mean, they, they can change matches. I mean, you look at Michael Morris the uh, other week for for Reading. That sort of determination in a split yeah. second, rather than a defender just clearing the ball down the pitch, our midfielder has closed, not only closed in down, he's won the ball and he's got an assist. That yeah. changed the game completely. And, go, and just very quickly, going back to, to Palmer... His, we sucked up the, the penalty, innocuous the or so what? It was his reaction, his reaction to that, and the whole team's reaction to going one nil down was just so completely unexpected. A few weeks ago, we might have wilted. Well, last week we would have wilted. The response was just nothing short of phenomenal.
3: No, it was, and uh, Viner popped up again uh, five minutes after that. Have a shot saved. Uh, Woodman diving well to uh, his right to keep that one out. I mean, Les not only did. Uh, Pearson make the tactical, subst- well make the substitution to protect his player just before the break but it was a fundamental change pushing uh, Viner into the middle wasn't it yes and uh, your, your thoughts on that and then we'll talk about uh, to you to the second goal.
0: Well yeah I mean he, I think he changed it to what seemed like a 4-3-3 and he needed to do that because we were so desperately poor in the first half. And um, I thought the first five, six minutes of the second half, we competed better. We were further up the pitch. And the thing that grated me most about the penalty decision was we had a corner just before them, a few minutes before. Mm. And Backinson had this shot on the edge of the box, just inside the box. And he was completely taken out as he took the shot. Yes, now, he was. It, and yes, if, and he was. It is, and if that's anywhere else on the pitch, that's a free kick, maybe a mm. yellow card. No questions asked at all. But he didn't give it. And then we had an issue where... Swansea player was down with a head injury when Bentley had the ball in his hand from a headed back pass and then the drop ball was given back to Swansea and then they went up the other end and scored from the penalty which was obviously a debatable penalty and I think there needs to be some consistency when fouls take place it doesn't matter where they happen if it's a foul it's a foul and it grates me that he didn't have the bottle to give the penalty for Backinson which was a foul Yeah, but he had the goal to give what looked, you know, like Ian said, I don't know what the rules are about handball anymore. Did he deliberately try and handball it? Of course he didn't try and deliberately handball it. He's on the his edge of his own position, under, his body yeah, position. He, he had it, a yeah. poor body position. His arm was up. But he didn't deliberately handball it. Now, do
3: you think that's one, Les, where if we'd have had VAR at this level, then, you know, VAR would have given it or or or, or not?
0: Barr would think? have spent half an hour trying to work it out and then it would have an inconclusive, probably would have given a penalty simply because of his arm position, but yeah. it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been clear cut. So for Stroud to make that decision, um, for me is Stroud being the old Keith Stroud. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not even convinced. His hit
3: is He's slow being a. There we go. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. How, how far how
0: far
1: how <laughs> far away from the ball was he? And did, why didn't he? Why didn't he get his assistant to give him? He makes, Stroud made a decision. He didn't look at his assistant, did he? I don't I don't think so.
0: No, was, I don't think there was any conversation between them. Yeah, um, he he just made the call. So he's not be able from. to see that.
3: No, no. The, even the commentator said, "How would he have seen that from the angle that he was at?" But uh, maybe they shouted. And then the second goal, Les Wells, who was uh, who's been on fire since he's being played in his proper position, had a shot deflected for a corner. That was a bit Sunday Lee, wasn't it? Or do you think he meant it when he curled it in? They'd have been disappointed to concede one like that,
0: Les. Well, but- well, I mean, when you look at the actual corner that we scored from. It, it was actually very clever on our part because we've changed the way we attack corners or it looked like we changed the way we've attacked corners and the fact that we've, we we have load a load of players in the six yard box and whip it on top of the goalkeeper and um, that's a change from what we've done previously so they've obviously worked on it I mean granted the free kick the corner's gone straight straight in it's a great delivery but when you've got so many people putting the keeper under pressure it's very very difficult so I think we deserve a lot of credit for that. it ain't just a bit of luck that that ball has been whipped into the top corner Yeah, it, yeah. It's, you know they've deliberately well i thought I, I thought on, somebody
4: in. had pinned the keeper i i thought somebody had pinned the keeper but if you when i looked at the replay no one had he just he, well, he got himself one. in a position where the ball went over his head and i've i've seen it happen before uh, with goalkeepers we all have when the ball's gone in but it was a whipped corner with some pace and and a few minutes earlier Uh, Palmer took a great free kick that he whipped in between the keeper and the defence and Zach Viner finished up trying to get it in from two two inches off the floor and uh, uh, you can have you know you can have your entire team could be seven foot tall but if you haven't got anybody to put the ball in the right area you're wasting your time and that's what I thought Palmer did today he put the ball in the right areas a few times he floated it Jack Hunt took some free kicks that you I was just screaming get him off free kicks (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, he's not yeah, very good. But, he's not very good. But you need to well, – but he took a good one at Brentford and Viner scored from it. So, yeah. But what we need, need to do – if you've got somebody – It's coaching, isn't it? In a it's deb- coaching. Yeah, it is. But it's, if you can coach all the set pieces you want, someone still needs to put the ball where it needs to go. And Palmer yeah. did that. And and he's he's got nobody at this football club has ever said, Casey Palmer can't play football. What people have said is he's very inconsistent, which he is. Yeah, yeah. He sometimes he causes you a, a problem in defence, which and he did that today.
3: He did, he um, lost possession. People, he lost possession when we were on the offensive. That's one of his big things. Uh, that is.
4: people and well, don't forget the penalty, and he, he he's um he, he can not have the work rate, but he's addressed yeah. that. And that's what I'm saying. If Naki Wells and Casey Palmer are at the top of their game, you you're going to affect it. They're going to affect the game in the final third. Of course they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so if yeah, you've got people definitely. behind them like like Viner in Backinson who can, if you if you want to call it shut the door, then then that's okay because then Palmer can go steaming forward. Get and I love seeing midfield players run past the ball and that's something that we haven't done for seasons.
3: Yeah. So, no, you're right. Yeah. I'm absolutely I'm, right, Ian. 100% right. Um, one uh, P. Meekins has made a contribution uh, here. They said – no, I'm using uh, gender neutral there. They said Stroud was born a – and would always be a – press the right button. There we go. All right. Um, so I'm just going a bit mad with these things here. Mark um, – Naki Wells, I say he was on fire. Ninety-four minutes, he fired one just wide when uh, you know you've expected him to score. Semenyo, yeah,
1: Simeone played him in. It, it looked, it looked like he it it was too too far away from Wells, but he actually used the pace of the ball and it he went did. across he his got body. A, he got
3: a touch and he was very just, unlucky.
1: Yeah, he got a, he got a touch. He was unlucky. He put it. I think he if he had just perhaps hit it with the side of his foot, you know, his, with his with his instep, and it just poked it might have got wide. Him. But, it but was the great third goal, City... the
3: third goal, which was the icing on the cake, uh, Mark. I mean, you know, well done, Semenyo. Ninety-sixth minute yeah. on uh, my clock. Uh, sloppy play by Woodman, and uh, yeah. But when was the last time we saw a City player take advantage in 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 that sort of manner? I can't think.
1: Well, Fulton played the ball back to him, and yeah. the keeper just took took a touch and let it go to, to his right, and Semenyo, like all good forwards, charged it down, turned his back on the ball, nine times out of ten, the keeper clears it, but it just went up in the air, and he's chased, and the good thing is Antoine's turned, chasing the ball, and walks it into the net for his first lead goal, and that is the yeah. icing on the, on the cake. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, but City were aggressive, even in the last, in injury time, and there were seven minutes. I think we were all pretty shot by seven minutes. Where the minutes. hell did they get I that five. I, five. Don't, I don't yeah. know.
3: Well, it was 10 minutes by the time they'd yeah. uh, done the whole thing. I mean, I'd written down as well, so that there might be a slight adjustment to this. They had 19 shots, nine on target. We had five uh, shots, well, probably six, three on target because we scored, scored the goals. I mean, it is a remarkable turnaround um ian what 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 can we put this down to because the coach you know he's probably had what two training sessions with them and a session in a hotel pre-match and then a half time words of wisdom but this is a bristol city side now that if this was 20 games to go not 13 you really would be thinking we could put a run together but what has
4: changed Well, I think uh, a lot of things have changed tactically even during the game. But if you look at... I'll give you an example. Two players, and this happened at uh, Middlesbrough as well. Zizhou and Wells played closer together. And that means that when Zizhou flicks the ball on, it might go to Naki Wells rather than just go to their defence. In the second half and in the first half at Borough... We passed the ball forward when we got it, and we passed it forward mostly on the floor. Um, And in in the second half today, uh, we closed their defenders down because it's what I'm saying about the commentator blathering on about how comfortable their their centre-backs were on the ball. Well, well, yeah, if no-one's going to tackle you and everybody lets you play. I mean, Grimes must have thought he was on holiday in the first half. I mean, he had so much of the ball... And 10 yards of space around him, he must have thought, send on a deck chair, boss, will you? Because I can do this all day. So you, you've got to look at it and say, in the first half, we got the tactics wrong. We didn't um, try and play in their half, which is another yeah. favourite of mine. But if we're playing in their half, they're very unlikely to score. right? So play in the half, retain the ball, pass it forward, show good movement, and don't just let them get away down the sides, even if that means... Wells dropping in on the left-hand side as he did in the second half to stop them playing that simple ball forward to get the white player in. Yeah. Um, in in the two, if you look at the two games, we've had more threat in the last two games than we had in the ten games before it put together, because just now a threat. Hundred percent right. The set the set piece coming in on top, the goalkeeper. That's exactly what Barnsley were doing to us. Yeah, exactly just so what say they that. were doing
1: yeah. to us. Yeah. Les, what on do top you, of the you, you think, players you,
4: charging in. Les,
3: do you think this turnaround is a lack of respect shown to the previous manager and his coaching staff where they'd just given up? I mean, is I it think, as basic uh, yeah. as that? Or, or what? Because, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have, even if we were doing flying high, we wouldn't have expected to go to Swansea the way they've been playing with their home form and get a penny, would we?
0: Well, I mean... I think the players completely lost their confidence. And you you look at the way we responded when we went 1-0 down, there was a real fight, a real hunger, a real work rate. It felt as if the players themselves felt they'd been harshly treated, whether rightly or wrongly, but they responded positively. If you go back to how it was previously, you know, we all know what would have happened. We could see a penalty, their heads would have gone. They would have dropped, we would have sat back, we would have got overrun, and it didn't happen. And I think... That shows that the mindset has completely changed, and I think that does come from confidence. And I, I don't think people should underestimate the fact that when you play it and you see Nigel Pearson on the sideline, a proven manager who has got promotions on this level, that instantly gives an extra bit of impetus. And that's no disrespect to Dean Holden. And I think that's what it boils down to. I think there, there is tactical changes which were made at half time, but there's also that confidence that has come back after that victory against Middlesbrough.
3: Mm-hmm. Mark, what did you think of uh, Fam today? I mean, he scored uh, scored two and made one in the week. Uh, I just saw a couple of comments that he was uh, strolling around, particularly in uh, the first half. And I texted uh, Dave Fevs and said, "Need to take him off and uh, bolster up the midfield," where he didn't do, didn't do that. He just pushed uh, Viner up. But how how did you think Fam played today? And what do you think Nigel Pearson would have learned? Now, I mean, he's got two wins. Whether that win against Middlesbrough would appear under his stats, I don't know. But Fam's performance and what do you think uh, Nigel Pearson has
1: learned? I think he, you know, we, 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 I, don't, I don't. I mean, he's a, he's a hard-working player, and if he if he gets decent service, he he can score goals, but. I mean the first half was a non-entity because when we did get the ball in midfield we made some terrible passes and we just gave gave up possession and it was straight back at us and the second half you know helped it helped bring him into the game because we you know playing playing a, a, a midfield four and he was able to get some some service you know from the from the flanks uh, and you know Palmer was able to come into the game and and, and there weren't there weren't the distance between the uh, defense and attack wasn't as bad as it was in the first half but i think it's, if if you just look at the side i think the players are more of a reflection of their manager really over two get over two games and i think that's what it comes down to with with dean holden just not having not having the belief maybe in themselves and the manager's got to bring that out the players sometimes yeah, it's you know, it's, it's a bit you know, a bit you you can criticize Dean Holden, but he obviously didn't have the ability to lift the players. But he had two other he had two other
3: he had two other coaches. He had two other coaches there. It wasn't just him. They were meant to be there to hope. Hope. They were meant to be well, it wasn't <laughs> they, were, they were meant to
1: be there, <laughs> to, help, they? there to hope. Yeah. yeah they were, I mean a lot a lot of it comes comes to the players. I mean I mean Johnson used to say, you know, when the players get over the line, both Johnson said that it's up to them. But I think, you know Nigel Pearson's on, on the on the side of the pitch, living every kick, isn't he, and every tackle today. And yeah. There was just so much more determination in the players in the second half. I think that the, the, the tweak of formation helped, but the players have still got to lift lift themselves. I mean, some of the decision-making in the second half was brilliant. And to charge down that goal at the end, the way yeah. Viner could turn that ball over because he's quick over those five yards and, and to Rob Gahey, whereas we were, he would have just stood there perhaps the other week. I mean, the fact that we were, he was playing as an aggressive player uh, you know more of an attacking role in the second half able able to come out not just sitting in front of the back in front of a back four but able to take that chance to press when he had the opportunity because that would never have happened under Holden we would just been like statues and the game had every uh, 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 it looked like it would follow the Norwich game where we just wilted once they scored the first goal yeah. but yeah. um yeah. the players There's, lifted for I mean, themselves and we've come back did.
3: Les, I mean, Kal- Marks and Andy and I think have referred to Kalas. I mean, he looked a broken man after the uh, defeat uh, home last week. I mean, as say, it's all about it's all about confidence. But um, you know, in um, the, the 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 way they played, um, you know, those coaches they've been there all the way along. This they would have sat down and said to to, to Pierce and look, Dean wanted us to do it this way but we were saying so and so do you think that sort of conversation took place what, what what do you think is down to the to the turnaround because he he, he, he said it was interesting one little snippet i picked up on he said that these players they've got the chance to impress and some people are trying really hard and he said and i've worked with some of these players some have got the chance to impress me and some may not do so well you know and he's stuck with his team so he i think he's still learning but you know what other than him learning, how culpable do you think those two coaches were in the, the rubbish that's been served up since, I'll say, the middle of uh, November?
0: Well, they are culpable because they are a management team. They are the three figureheads who are whose responsibility it is to get the best out of the players. I It's really hard to put a finger on it because Holden was clearly very much liked by the players. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it's just difficult to say because we just don't. There's, know. But,
4: there's your problem.
0: No, no, that is the problem. There's Absolutely problem. right. We 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 said it at the start of the season, we said you don't want to employ a manager because the players like him. You want to employ a manager because the players respect him. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, maybe, and, you, know, and you could
4: say the same yeah. thing. You could say was uh, was Dean Holden culpable for Lee Johnson? I mean, McAllister uh, was fired. As well as yeah. Lee Johnson, but Holden stayed there. So I, I, uh, still, McAllister I, I went still, a few
3: days McAllister went a few days later, actually, because that, that that anyway, you're well you're right
4: yeah, here. Dave, you're you're splitting errors there. Semantics. I mean if yeah. It, what yeah, semantics. <laughs> I mean well, I mean what I'm saying, what I'm saying is it, it when I look at the thinking around it, you look at the fact that they've gone out and got Nigel Pearson. Brilliant. Okay, well done. How can the person that made that decision Make the decision to employ Dean Holden because the thing is,
3: well, there we go. Is and polar, who, is but then, who made opposite. the decision? Who made the decision? And as we've said on here, I've put a couple of tweets out. Uh, if you saw my uh, Mark Ashton speaks using speak, speak pick, it's the same as my talking pet if you've tried it. Um, but he has been conspicuous this week by silence, has not he, Ian, Mr. Ashton? Because you'd think he'd be saying, look at this. I mean, was it really a case of the owner? saying enough is enough, let's cut all this shit out and let's go out and uh, do something. Well, I think
4: we know that he was involved in the interview process for Pearson because Pearson said so, right? So Pearson said, I met with Mark Ashton, John Lansdowne, or spoke to Mark Ashton, Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne. I met with them and the two quotes on the official announcement came from uh, John Lansdowne, chairman, and Stephen Lansdowne, uh, sorry, Mark Ashton, chief exec. So he, he hasn't yeah. been quite, and in fairness to Mark Ashton, you won't hear me say that very often, but in fairness to Mark Ashton, he isn't normally that vocal. It's not like he's on Radio Bristol every other week. He's not a Darren McCantony type character where yeah. he's on Radio Bristol every week or being interviewed by the Evening Post. I don't think the bloke's done...
3: Well, he's not been very he visible didn't. in the last couple of years because we've been shit. Well, he's not... not yeah, And he only comes yeah, out he's, when he's, there's he's, a good news story. Dave, he's, he's
4: not... But he's not normally visible. And he wasn't that visible when... I think, did we win four? Four on the trot at the start of the season? And he wasn't all over the media then. He's not on social media at all. So I think, you know, we have to be fair to the guy... Uh, until such time as the information comes out, if this story around Ipswich is uh, true, and part one has come true because, you know, an American consortium have bought the club, the owner's forgiven £100 million in debt, and they've given him £17.5 million pound for the club. So if part two is um, Mark Ashton going there, then... All well and good, but until that until yeah. that happens, we we don't know if any of this is true, and I think we, do, no, we, we just we need don't.
3: to we be can and con- bit, a bit fair right.
4: and reasonable.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, yeah. Red Robbins it- put on here. He said Lansdowne makes all the decisions. Let's not go down the Ashton-appointed Dino routes. Yeah, I mean, Les. I mean, what what should we read? Anything is 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 Mark Ashton on the naughty step? As some people have said. This week, is he as the chairman, the owner? I mean, the owner's bypassed his son as well because, you know, they could have had a three way zoom just like they were sat on the edge of the pitch. They could have had, doesn't matter where they are, they could have had Junior lands down in wherever he is and seat Steve in Guernsey and, um, Pearson in the, in the club studio. They could have said that we'd like to welcome uh, Nigel here. He's, we hope he has, um, you know, we, we've got him to the end of the season. We hope he stays beyond that. But they haven't done any of this stuff, really, have they? You know, there's nobody been no. fronting it. So what, what, if anything, should we read into it? Or are we just trying to make, uh, make smoke when there's nothing there?
0: Well, I think, I think the reason why Lansdowne's taken control of this and has done the radio interviews is because he's thoroughly pissed off with what's happened over the last few months. And I think he just sees it as his responsibility to front up as the owner of the football club. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen much of Ashton and John Lansdown in terms of the like a press conference in relation, like we had with Dean Holden. That might be because of the timing. We're in the middle of a season where we've got lots of games coming up very quickly and they want to focus on getting the formalities out of the way, get the interviews done rather than making a big show of it and just focus on the football. Um, so you know, again, it's difficult to say whether he's on Ashton's on the naughty step, but everyone's right when they say, you know, he hasn't been visible throughout this process at all. Um, which suggests to me either that maybe you know he's been told to, he's been instructed by Lansdowne to, uh, yeah. keep keep, keep your nose or keep away from the spotlight. Keep out of it. I mean, yeah. Mark,
3: look, Mark, if, 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 uh, if Ashton does go to, um, uh, Ipswich, um, you know it. It's gonna. It's not gonna look very good because you know in the summer, you know this appointment of Holden. Now I don't know whether Pearson was well enough to be interviewed in the summer, if at all. Yeah, but this appointment of uh, Holden, and then all oh, of Ipswich suddenly go in and bring Paul Cook in. You know these things when people move jobs, sometimes there's a long gestation period before it has happened. And if Ashton, you know, maybe people talk about torpedoing interview process. Oh, you don't want Paul Cook, Dean. Oh, you don't want Paul Cook, Steve. Let's go with uh, Dino. He's got the players. Do you, do you, you know, if, if Ashton goes and Cook gets uh, the Ipswich manager's job, it's going to stink, isn't it, Mark? Wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the the reason that Holden got the job is something must have gone seriously wrong. Even even if Pearson wasn't wasn't well, which he which he wasn't, because he he developed um, really bad COVID symptoms around that time, then um, why why recruit Holden? He wouldn't qualify for the job. So something must have gone wrong in the interview process with with Houghton Probably, I mean, the media were convinced that Hewton had got the job. It was announced on Sky Sports News and media outlets. Um, maybe even Paul Cut, We don't know if there was anybody else involved, but I mean, the, the whole thing did stink. So six weeks to, to you know, taking six weeks to pick, you know, your assistant. But uh, even if, I mean, even if Ashton does go, we don't know who'd who come along, but Steve's obviously got peed off after the bars, the debacle, uh, you know, no, no corners, one shot in the old game. It was, uh, we were only going to go backwards. So he had to grab, he had to, he had to grab it and say, uh you know, you had to, to do something. No question. Yeah.
3: I mean, the galling thing in all of this is, you know, if we'd have got, if, as you would say, and if my mum had whatever, she'd be my dad or something like that, right? But a galling thing in mm-hmm. all of this, if we'd have made the right, appointment in the summer because everybody said this was a weak division Norwich City approving otherwise on that but if we'd have made the right appointment in the summer we may well have had the injury crisis that we've had right and when you consider the injuries that we have had how well we've done yeah despite that eight match run that that eight-match losing run or the general form over the last four months. If you're Steve Lansdowne, Ian or Les, both of you come in individually or separately, you're thinking, oh, shit, I got that wrong back in the summer. Something, Somebody got it wrong. And maybe Steve trying to save money because Pearson's not going to come cheap. I mean, you first, Les. I mean, you know, this was a season where, you know, another eight or nine points, yeah, which is only a point a game, average on the losing run, we'd have still been in with a shout, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah? Oh, yeah, we would be. I think, I think I'm going to have a little guess and think about what happened in the summer. I think they did go for Houghton. I think something must have gone wrong during the contract negotiations that meant that they couldn't sign him on for whatever reason. And then I think their mindset probably changed from, we've gone through six weeks trying to get Hewton. We haven't got him. covid we don't know what's going to happen to the business side of things. Let's now change our mindset from a big-name manager like Houghton to a much, much safer internal appointment. Give him a one-year contract, see how he goes. Our squad's very, very good at this level. He shouldn't you know, be in a position where we could go down. Let's just consolidate for this year. So I think their mindset may have changed throughout the process once they realised, talks with Hewton, perhaps weren't going as smoothly as they'd hoped. And then, mm. um, but yeah, it's all ifs and buts, though, isn't it? It's all ifs and butts.
3: Yeah, no, we can speculate all the time. But look, let's get back down to some uh, uh, some facts. I mean, Ian uh, injuries, uh, Williams operation on a hamstring. What the hell is going on there? Now, was it his hamstring that caused him to be out for most of the season, or is that the the rehab that the, the the latest injuries picked up? But
4: it's bloody okay, shambles. There's three three players that have had a problem. Um, so let's take Joe Williams. First day of training, he he kicks the ball. having I mean, not kicked the ball for a while, according to him. Does his thigh. Thigh, okay, that's right. Dave's so, just put that as a text. Yeah. So, he, so he's done his thigh. Then whilst in rehab, he does his hamstring. So he then goes, after a while of, of doing rehab, he then goes to another specialist. He says... Right, you've uh, you've got a problem with um, your hamstring, and uh, then what happened? He he still had some more rehab. Then he plays, he gets fit. We think he plays uh, a couple of games. Uh, He he plays half a game for the under twenty threes. He comes in, we play him at Sheffield United. He comes off. uh, He's got his his hamstring sore. So he now goes to a specialist. I don't know if it's the same one or another one. And then he he, he, uh, puts a post, I think it was on Instagram, where he said, at last, I think we've got to the bottom of what's wrong. Today, he had an operation described as a preventative operation to stop him doing the same injury again. That's one injury. Patterson is now injured with the same injury that initially he didn't need an operation for. He just needed rehab. Then he went to another specialist who said he did ha- need an operation. He then had the operation. He then went through rehab. He then came back. Today, he's got the same problem.
3: Is this so pato, is it, yeah? Is this pato? Pato.
4: Now, yes. Now, Nathan Baker did his hamstring August the 28th. He yeah. was said to be back at Christmas or just after Christmas. Uh, it's now February the twenty seventh because during rehab, it was
3: six months. It's six months.
4: Yeah, it was seven, but it. But during rehab, he got another injury. I think. I think it's this time. So that he was then said that that would set him back four to six weeks. Now that was about four or five weeks ago. So those are the three players that have had treatment, had rehab, and got injured. Now. When I look down at the players that are injured, as far as I'm aware, we've got seven out for the season. And that's Vyman, Pring, Edwards, um, Oppie, uh, Williams now, Mawson, Martin, and Adalakhan. Now, that is a minimum. Now, long-term injuries, we've got Baker, Nurse, Walsh, De Silva, O'Dowda, who I saw training the other day. Uh, Awara Edwards, Tommy Rowe. Uh, Marley Watkins now in fairness Watkins in there has boated hamstrings but not at Bristol City they did them on loan then yeah, yeah. you've got the, the forgotten man Psycho Jenner Henry yeah. Lansbury why in God's Shh. name did we sign him? Uh, and yeah. Pato so that's yeah. 18 players injured on top of that out of our expanded squad with the new young lads that have come in Alex Scott and Tommy Conway we've now got 40 players of, there is two on loan Cop. Yeah. And uh, Morton. Yeah. So that leaves us out the 40 with with 20 available players. Now, of those, of of the 40, nine have never started a championship game. And that is Bell, Jenna, Pearson, Edwards. Now, Jenna and Edwards are injured. Morton, Conway, Scott, the other Edwards, Awara, who's injured, and we'll have caught this out on loan. So that's the yeah. full resume of our injuries, which is why I said to people it's today, they're saying to yeah. me, "Could he could he make changes?" Well, yeah, he can change the formation, but that's about he's still got more or less the same number of players, particularly with all those young lads. I think it's unfair it when the pressure's off. You can give Conway a game a game up front, uh, and let, let Pearson play and. Give them 20 minutes when the, you know when we got 56 points or something like that. I say, right, lads, now's
1: the time. Give for the be given a try. yeah.
3: And he might have given, and if we'd have been 3 0 down today, he might have let the youngsters have a run.
1: out. Did you mention James Morton? Yeah, he's at uh Gillingham, isn't he? On loan, oh, he's on loan. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Was, he's on loan again. One name
3: yeah, colleges. Colleges. is uh, is Cundy. I don't think that's Jason Cundy, it's Robbie Cundy, isn't it? I mean, Les, uh, yeah. I, I'll come to you on this, this next one, Les. I mean, I hope that Pearson stays on beyond the end of the season because there is so much to do behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, like, are the coaches going to stay on? What about the medical team? What about the out-of-contract players? You know, we've got to hope that he... Yeah, he's almost interviewing us to some extent. Would you agree with that, Les, that that, that Pearson... Yeah,
0: yeah, to an extent. What I found really interesting in the build-up to this game was how keen and how clear... Pearson was and saying that he wanted this job longer term. He made that explicitly clear. And I don't see that changing unless there is real problems behind the scenes, which I don't think uh, there is. Um, and when it comes to the summer, the club's gonna have to really sit down and think about how we move forward because the medical team has been in utter shambles this year. Oh, we are we in a position we don't want to call people we don't want to call people to lose their jobs, especially in the current climate? But are we at a point where we need to make some changes there? And with so many players out of contract, I think with all due respect to them, we need to let them go and say to Nigel Pearson
3: Right, what do you this want? Is the,
0: this is the budget. This is the transfer fees we yep. need to spend. This is how much we, we got in terms of wages. We'll do that negotiation. You tell us what you want. Because so many players are going, and we That's need right. to freshen that up. And we need to say to Pearson, here's a good contract uh, for but you. But isn't that,
3: isn't that what we've been saying for quite a few months now, that this is chance to have them, you know, just, you, you'd use the term there, clear the decks. It's a clean slate. And when you talk about paying transfer yeah. fees, I would be very surprised if we paid any fee more than what we paid for fam totally surprised i think we'll be going out there looking for players and paying high wages right and okay we're competing with clubs with parachute payments i mean mark would you would you agree with that that view that you know it pearson or whoever but i think it's got to be somebody of pearson stature the the, the, you know the world is there you know they are going to be able to shape things in a massive way aren't they if they're kept on, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I mean, it, it, the COVID world is is going to completely should completely change the transfer market. But we, I mean, we've thrown big fees at the likes of Callas and Casey Palmer. Was probably we paid four and a half million for him, and we're yeah, yet, but this, yet was yet this was all pre-COVID. This was all exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think we've got to be better, and I think yeah, it does present a a, a good oppor- a good opportunity um i think there's got to be you know some of those players will be let go uh, uh, hopefully we can retain i'd like to see us retain andy Vyman, but of course we don't know what's what sort of condition he's going to come back but in what sort of but what sort of money what but sort of money what sort of money was yeah we we he, we we've been making we've been making offers substantially less than they're currently on uh, I mean, I would, I would yeah. imagine.
3: I mean, Les, what would you say? I mean, look, next season, if we started with a strike force, let's say, let's say Fam signs a contract because Fam signing a contract, he's a known quantity. If we started the season with Fam, Naki Wells being played in the right position, Chris Martin and Andy Vyman, that's not a bad. If, if you're going to play four, you no know, more than two strike, well, n- nobody plays more than two. You might even play one. That's pretty good strength up front, isn't
0: it? It's pretty good strength, but we, assuming Pearson stays on, we need players who are going to suit uh, the way that he wants to shape the club. Um, if you look at his track record with Martin and Wyman, I'm not 100% on this, but did he not get rid of both of them when he was at Derby? Yeah, he let, in fact, you're yeah. right. He,
3: didn't he let Chris Chris Martin go to Fulham? Yeah, was and also,
0: sp- yeah. one thing with Pearson is that he mentions a lot his pace, especially in attacking positions. And um, with all due respect to Chris Martin, Vaiman yeah, to a lesser extent, Vaiman works hard. I'm not sure he's blessed with great no. pace. They are not necessarily players who fit into that mindset. I think Vaiman has a one-year uh, clause in his contract, doesn't he? So can yes, he we? Does. So maybe you'd expect the club to extend that because I think he is very, very highly rated by those behind the scenes. But yeah, it's an interesting summer because it it all. Depends on where the Pearson stays, doesn't it? I mean, I, I'd be amazed if the club didn't take this opportunity, assuming Pearson wants yeah. to be here. I mean,
3: and it, he, he... yeah. No, Ian. I mean, if you're Nigel Pearson, right, and. You know, he's got his house down here. I don't know where his permanent residence uh, is in the country. Sheffield. All right, miles away, right? But Bristol City is a project that you can actually do something. And if you're Pearson and, let's say, Steve Lansdowne says, Nigel, look, we're paying you, I don't know, 20 grand a week, a million a a year, that is, 20 grand a week. And if you get us promoted, we're going to give you a £2 million bonus. Yeah? Or you go to Newcastle and they say, we'll pay you – £40 million – sorry, for, um we'll pay you, um, I don't know, £2 million a year on a three-year contract where you could be out of work in 18 months or less. What do you think the mindset is? Because the indications are the way he's talking – he just seems to be—he's thoughtful and everything like that. Do you think he go for the money or the opportunity? Because you can actually achieve something here with City, can't you? You know, when you look at the clubs that have been promoted, this is a man that could actually do it, isn't he? Finish, Finish
4: it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um... Arc, arc
4: <laughs> and Eve. I got you there, didn't I? Um, look, uh, the the honest thing is, first of all, the Newcastle job has to be available. Secondly, they'd have to want him, and everything up there is, is geared to Rafa Benitez, who's now out of work, coming back in. If if he'd take the job, and he probably would, because his kids are over here and he, he didn't want to be in China. So, yeah, that, but it's all ifs, buts and ands. I, I think if you're looking to, to have a project and work for someone who's seen as a progressive owner and a good owner, so Mark Ashton tells us, um, across football and is a doyen of uh, talk sport, um, then, yeah, I I think you could, um, uh, I I, I think he'd take the job. I think he'd like the job, but you need to see how how he does. Great. We've got off to a fantastic start and I'm as chuffed as hell, but it's two games. Let's yeah. see where we are in 12 games. What we got left now, dates, 13 games? 13, 14 13, games? 13.
3: 13. 13
4: games. 13 games yeah. left. Right. Okay. Let's see where we are then. And uh, what we're gonna do. And in terms of the players out of contract, I'd like to keep jiju I'd like to keep uh Walsh. Liam Walsh.
2: Yeah.
4: I'm not overly bothered about any of the other senior players no, because we've no. got you know, I mean I don't mind, I think Tommy Rowe. Is a really handy player to have to have around, but we've got, I think, six younger left backs at the club. The trouble is, I, all, I mean, four four out of six are injured, and the others really are kids that need to go out on loan. And that, I'm not no, including Riley Taylor in that.
3: No, no, because he's not a he's not a left back. I mean, uh, let's let's sort of move on, look forward a little bit, just before I do, Mark. I mean, one of the things that I noticed on there because I just kept the feed running on the Robins uh, TV. The huddle at the end. I thought that something that I've never seen our players do ever. Yeah, and I don't know whether he did this at Leicester or any of his clubs, but there seems to have been he's bought a togetherness, and if there were any factions for now, well, nobody's going to poke their head above the parapet. But that was good to see that, wasn't it? That, That little huddle at the end.
1: Yeah, I think that shows that the squad, you know, the team are together is one and, and Nigel Pearson said in his interviews he sees himself as a manager, although what are titles, who works as part of a team. So they yeah. all you know, you win you win and lose together. But I think today it showed under the new regime that, you know, you can see that an awful penalty and the players didn't lose it. No. They didn't get frustrated. They didn't take it out. Take it out on themselves. All they did was really reacted positively and just kept going forward. And that's yeah. the thing to pick up from today. Yeah. But Nigel, Nigel Pearson. I mean, his ability to attract players would be great. I remember at Leicester, he, he took a chance on Jamie Vardy, who was at Fleetwood Town, and he paid a million yeah. for him. Found Riyad Mahrez, I think, in the French uh, second yeah. division. And um, you know he's you know he's able, you know he's, if he if we can get our scouting network to work effectively, we could be in for some very exciting times. But it is only small steps because
3: yeah
1: we we look a very good counter-attacking team in those two games. We've done very well, good counter-attacking team. We've only won seven games at home all season. This uh, we won eight games in the previous two seasons. Let's see how we can take take our game to to, to other teams. Let well, we got know, seven, we at it is seven at home. It's seven at home.
3: It is seven at home and six away.
1: That's the the test, isn't
3: it? Next up is uh, Bournemouth. I watched a bit of their game uh, today. Uh, Jack Wiltshire got uh, sent off, I think, for a second book. He was only on the pitch uh, 15 minutes. I was chatting to a Bournemouth fan and they were underwhelmed at uh, the appointment of uh, Jonathan Woodgate. I see he's got Gary O'Neill there and Joe uh, in the background. Um, Les, I mean, Bournemouth, Next up, I mean, my Bournemouth friend said there's a few players there think that they're better than the Championship. They did win against Watford today. Big test on Tuesday night, isn't it, Les?
0: Yeah, it's a big test. And I think Bournemouth, who had struggled their previous two games, um, got a great result today against Watford, who are obviously bang in form. And I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. I think they're going to be full of confidence. And like you said, they've got some real quality in there. Some players who are establishing the Premier League, let alone the Championship. And I don't yeah. think they have that same level of discontent in the squad that maybe Watford do. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see how we cope with their attacking threats, because that's yeah. where they're... Which they've got a few. Yeah, a
3: goalkeeper uh, was at four. I don't know if you saw the goal, but I thought the goalkeeper, he was beaten at the near post for the yeah, goal. Yeah, he
0: was, he was. But they, but you also got to take into account that they missed some really good chances they before did. then. I can't they remember did. the left winger, uh, they signed for... God knows how many million who got their goals very very talented. And, Dan Tumer, you know, that's it, and it's he scored you know, against us, didn't he? Yeah, and for me, you know, you take for me personally, I take a point all day long. You were, you know, and go, they got that in go Pearson, the for, you, ben Pearson yeah, you, in the middle as well. He was man yeah. today. Yeah. You, win, you win, you win against Bara. You win against Swansea a good point to consolidate the form and the confidence. You take that all day long for me.
3: Yeah. Ian, your thoughts on uh, Bournemouth? I mean, they won't be having uh, Jack Wiltshire, although he was only a sub. Anyway, Les just said a point would be a good result. We'd have taken a point today to be fair, but, uh, you know, what, 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 what would you look at? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday next week? I can't remember.
0: I think it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah,
3: it is Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh,
4: yeah. You're on live on today, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be on the red button, Mark. Um yeah. I think you looking at the game like like we we've, we've I've I've said and ad ad, ad that you know there's not a lot you can do with the team apart from change the formation and according to him uh, the formation in the second half was a 4-5-1 so I wouldn't be surprised to see him set up the same way from the off against Bournemouth um would I take a point or play the game after the last two I'd probably play the game whereas yeah. previously I I'd, I'd have taken the point it's <clears throat> yeah. going to be a really tough game we're at home a lot of it depends on how, how Bournemouth play if they come to if you like if they come for a point and they sit back a little bit then that could actually cause us um a few problems because we're not great um at, at breaking teams down and playing through them although you know players like Palmer um and backing some of this forward passing might uh might make us a little bit better at that but no no doubt i mean i'm glad it's wednesday not tuesday because it gives the players a, a little bit of time to rest it gives them more day. time on the yeah. training ground to work on yeah yeah work on set pieces Metals. talk yeah. about bornemouth strengths strengths and weaknesses and it's the sort of thing you hope Bournemouth go going with their big heads on and, and we um uh, make we we go in and we beat them and if we if yeah. we beat them then all of a sudden, the confidence starts to build. That's coming back. And, and, and players start. Yeah. And, and then who knows what I am But I'm only looking yeah. at the moment. I'm looking at, at the bottom 50, of the table. 56 points. What, 16, yeah. 56 points. Yeah. 16, 16 points clear of Rotherham, who were yeah. three from bottom. None of those sides down there are in great form. Nope. So let's be thankful for that. Because a, a few yeah. weeks ago, if I just said, right, see how it goes. Or I will guarantee you can finish. You, you'll be in the championship next season. I know which one we'd have all taken. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, you're right. Logic, logic, logic. coming to you, coming to you. Finally, yeah. Mark. Yeah. So finally, Mark. Um, I think Sessignon might start on uh, Wednesday. I think that might be uh, the only change because you might probably won't play uh, Towler there again. But uh, what, what would you play the game or uh, take a point? Uh, Hypothetically, I'll play the game because
1: you know, we we, we, we see see the development of City. I mean, it it, logic says that the sooner we can secure safety, then the club and Pearson get together and fresh out a long term deal. Uh, Absolutely, and and he can start planning for for next season. It's It's only
3: nine weeks, it's only nine weeks to go, so these decisions, you know, they're going to be concertina quite quickly. Yeah, and there's, um, no,
1: there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing stopping us from playing a similar version that we did in the second half, four, five, one You know, a bit lopsided with with Naki coming coming from from out out wide, not letting not sitting back and letting Bournemouth come on to us, but being aggressive in the middle and winning the ball back and and then counter attacking. There's nothing to say that we can't yeah. do that. And because of the – I think uh, Norwich look like they're running away with the league, but second place is up for grabs. So, I expect Bournemouth to come and, 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 and oh, try and win the game. No
3: question looking. about that. But that gives you yeah. a chance. Yeah. I mean, and who's next, Mark, after Bournemouth? Is it QPR at home on Saturday? Is that right? Is it QPR next? Or anybody know? I should I should know this.
0: We've definitely who's got next? QPR coming up. Um, I think oh, it I'll is QPR. You.
3: I think it is. Let's assume. Look, I mean – Go on here.
4: Well, we've got uh, yeah, Bournemouth QPR, on it. on Wednesday, and we've got QPR yeah. at home on Saturday,
3: and then away mm-hmm. after that. So two away games.
0: Birmingham yeah. away after that,
3: and okay. then Blackburn. Uh, okay, all right. I mean, look, do we dare to dream, or are we being stupid?
0: I think when you when you look at the injury crisis, all it takes is for one or two more injuries to happen, and then we're completely—we really are. Well, know, we're screwed. down to the kids. Well, yeah.
3: All it all it takes now, though, is you know two or three more wins in a row because clubs. We've done it. We've done it in the championship. Thrown together, you know, we could win six in a row. You know, four in a row is considered good form in the championship. I can remember. Uh, John, well, Cottrell's saying that. He never did it. But, uh, you know, let's assume that Assuming that, win the next two, yeah? Do we, you know, and the players are coming back, never mind injuries, but some of the players, uh, Liam Walsh played an hour the other day. We keep saying about him, but some of the others coming back. Are we stupid to dare to dream or, you know, because we're, we're going game to game, aren't we? Got to win, got to win. But, you know, we, we've got to win, was it nine out of 13 now, had not it?
1: That's it. I think we should be happy to see the the development of Bristol City get and um, get safe as quickly as we can. See some pattern to our play. Um, try and play, you know, the, the same the same team in consecutive games. Keep the players injury free because we haven't seen injuries to Wells or Fam. If Fam gets injured, that hurts us. Um, Wells pace. If he gets injured, that that really that really hurts us as well um so you know we got we'd have to keep both of those players injury free for, em- for the remainder of the season to uh you know to shoot up to shoot up the league but i'm yeah i'm, I'm hoping for a, a top half finish maybe 10th would, would be would be good in the circumstances i think I mean, if I, I
3: put done. on yeah i put on O2, if we can better the points total of 2018-19 that'll be a bloody good end to the season gentlemen and listeners and max jack you talked on uh, OTIB about the sound quality being four. I don't think anybody else has commented on that, but uh, gentlemen uh, and listeners, thanks a lot for uh, hearing us out. Well, the listeners and guys, your contributions are uh, always um, great, you know, and good times are around the corner, one would like to think, but uh, it is a new dawn. We said that when Dean came on, but I don't think any of us believed it really, although four wins out of four to begin with, we thought, oh, this looks good, but it, it wasn't. Um, I'm looking forward to I'll the next. Game, I, actually, a couple of. Couple I'll tell of you what, has I happened, David. The, the buzz is back. The buzz is back. I
1: will tell you well, what, has happened, David. It, we pr- it proved what Ian said, how quickly it, t- how, how quickly you can appoint a new manager. Ian was saying this. It didn't take that long to appoint a new manager. He just said, get a few Zoom calls going, didn't you, Ian? Last in the last uh, in the last edition, and, and 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 there you go. Well, we did, it, we
3: did say, we did it's, say it's, JFDI, and it's
1: amazing said,
4: what. Well, if you're on a, you know, if you're if you're on a roof and and the roof's on fire, it, it you know you don't have to call a board meeting to to decide whether you get out <laughs> right off the roof. You just <laughs> throw a plank. Don't even worry about fear of ice. Just run across the plank because it's infinitely better, uh, you know, falling in in your leg rather than burning to death. So that's about yeah. about where you are. And I totally agree, yeah. and especially when people were saying, well, you know, talk about managers that are in work and that adds weeks to and um, when you've got such mm. good managers that haven't got a job. You know, yeah. the likes of Eddie Howe, Nigel Pearson, Paul Cook, people like that. So yeah, you know, hopefully well, that's learnt us a lesson, but let's hope Nigel, yeah. Nigel does not to have Tomo. to go through I've the process.
3: I'm going to leave a last word to Tomo on uh, this because he's put a text up just now. He said Pearson wants this, and I haven't heard the interview, but I'm guessing that's come across in the interview. Pearson wants this. I think without any hesitation at all, we want we want him, lads. Have a good rest of weekend, and anybody else who's uh, who's listened, and uh, we look forward to uh, doing another one on uh, Wednesday night. All the best, chaps. All the best to you. Thank, Thank you. Thank Stay you. safe, bye. everybody. Bye. Have a good weekend. bye Bye now.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply. See mcdonalds.com.